This is Elsian. Pronounced local. Oh, living a creative life. I'm Rawat Majdi. And I'm Muhammad Sirul. We're creatives talking to creatives about what it means to be a creative. So get ready for some delicious conversations and awesome takeaways so that you can maximize your own creative life. Today we have Aziz Al-Mutawwa' aka The Reading Runner. He's a physical therapist, long-distance runner, and an avid sci-fi reader. Welcome, Aziz. We're super excited to have you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. So, Aziz, tell us a little bit about what you do on a daily basis. All right. So, um, I'm a pediatric physical therapist. I work with children. I help them take their first steps. And um, I see that that really um, brings a difference to the world and... That's something that I love doing. And as a runner, um, I tend to run maybe three times a week. I used to be a little bit more, but it's nice to slow down and uh, have a bit of everything in your life every day. And uh, with my reading, um, I love reading in the morning. So right before work, I like to wake up early. And uh, most people like to... uh, you know, tend to shower and uh, all that stuff. I do that, but also I like my coffee and reading right before I go to work. It's funny that while I am going to work, I also like reading, uh, uh, sorry, listening to, definitely don't read while you drive. <laughs> <laughs> I like listening to audiobooks, something that isn't something I'm physically reading. It's just a little mix of things that I like to do. That's my ritual. (laughs) Morning ritual. Morning ritual. When do you get a chance to do your long distance running, especially in the hot summer? Well, in the summer, I tend to not go out so that I don't get fried. (laughs) So I usually do my long distance on the treadmill. Oh, okay. A lot of people think that treadmill running is like, oh, that's bad for your knees. But if you run correctly, you can avoid a lot of injuries it's boring but i mean if you have your book with you i mean that's where i come in right the reading runner <laughs> just put <laughs> nice just put your book on the treadmill oh, so you and read give it a run. i tend to do that and <laughs> how, how i mean um it's great if you have an electronic device like a kindle or something uh where you could just look and run Oh, so you literally read? Okay, I thought you also uh, listen to audiobooks exactly while running. Oh no, have you listen, cool. Have you tried listening to an audiobook already? <laughs> I do that. It is you know, quite, and uh, I barely listen. You know, <laughs> but, uh, reading and running at the same time. If, if if the if the book that I'm listening to is like an upbeat kind of uh, narration, and then maybe <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like but listening you'd to music. Prefer to read. Yeah, I prefer read, to read and wow. listen to music, something like that. Nice. That's, that's beautiful. Speaking of reading, Rwanda, I'm a big fan of your account. Um, Thank you reading, so much. Rwanda. Yeah. Thank you for following. You are doing an amazing job reviewing books, taking really good pictures of books too. I try. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I want to know how did you come up with this idea and how did you start it? Well, it started a few years back. Um, I used to read a lot of books back then. I still do, but I used to too. So <laughs> while I was reading, I thought... Hey, uh, it would be a cool idea if I just took a picture of what I'm reading and then show people, hey, guys, look at this book that I'm reading. I finished it today and I have this journal that I would record every day, like the book that I'm reading and how many pages 
I, um, I reached up to that and I saw this as a motivation for myself. Like when I, I want to read more so I can post more pictures, more awesome pictures. Like, you know, and so if you look at my account and my earlier posts, you'll see like my, my quality it was not that great. It was just me trying to, uh, take normal pictures and then write a little bit about it. And then, you know, day by day, you know, with a lot of practice, I, gained some knowledge on how to take uh, better photos and um, that's what I love doing just you know taking pictures of books and then talk about them that's beautiful did you plan to build a community when you first started or was it simply just for you I didn't plan anything it was just like I didn't even know there was a book community to be honest it was just very preliminary very prelim- very preliminary and um, uh, I just took it one day at a time and then I found out there was like this massive international community called bookstagrammers and I'm, apparently I'm one of them so <laughs> <laughs> so I, I feel like I just accidentally found myself in this community and I, like I, I found that like beautiful <laughs> the reason that I'm asking is that you have a community not only I've noticed that you have a community not only in bookstagrammers across the world but also people who follow the reading runner like you ask questions and a ton of people answer there's a lot of stuff going on on your account and I think that's amazing and definitely something that you built over time even though you started out just posting for you so that you could motivate oh, yourself <laughs> thank you thank you I think here the message here is just be yourself and whoever likes your stuff will will follow your stuff and that's that's the biggest takeaway like just just be yourself and um, things come one at a time so if I may ask if you've faced any obstacle running this account, like, did you face time where you wanted to kill it? Like, um, you can't read anymore or you can't post anymore? And how did you deal with it? All right, so a lot of times I would be in a reading slump. That's when I just zone out and I just don't want to post anything. And that's fine. I just stopped posting for a while. And then I eventually go back because this this community is so big. And something's going to inspire you one day. And then you try doing something a little different. So I've been reading sci-fi for a long time. And you get to a point where you want to just desaturate and discover new things. And that's what I've been doing. If you noticed recently... I'm not really reading a lot of sci-fi and I've definitely ventured into other territories. I kind of like took my sci-fi self, broke it into tiny pieces and then scattered it onto many other genres recommended by these um, amazing bookstagram uh, people in this community. And um, that's what I find uh I've gained from this is that I've learned about so many different books and so many different genres that I never expected to read or try. And um, it's okay to to stop a little bit, uh, think back to yourself, and then get inspired by something else. Aziz, that's amazing. But I also seen some drawing and oh yeah, and in your, in your account. Yeah. So what's what's the deal with it? <laughs> All right. So uh, for a long time, I've been um, painting. Uh, I I love 
painting with acrylic. It's just so serene and a lot of my uh, paintings uh, are inspired by the books that I read. So sometimes I have no words for what I just read. So I just sit down and paint for a, for a very long time. Sometimes it will take me half a day, but that's just what I find so peaceful. And I've painted uh, from a book where the author mentioned something called Cylindrical Sea. As I sailed the Cylindrical Sea, and uh, that was so inspiring. I just thought about that. Imagine a sea that is cylindrical, and uh, that's in space, by the way. Again, I'm going full sci-fi on you. <laughs> Go, like, <laughs> take so, us with you. you know? like, <laughs> don't stop. <laughs> so, you know, I just drew that, and... Um, of course, my favorite book, it needs an honorable mention, Dune. I've uh, done a painting on that where I just imagined a, a red desert in the middle of space uh, along with the green planet uh, above it. So a lot of my paintings do uh, come from inspirations from my reading. And um, that brings us to the topic of the story of behind the uh, the drawing. Uh, I wanted to uh, try something different, you know, because I'm always changing. Uh, I needed to change medium. So uh, I drew what looked like a portrait of myself. It ended up uh, being something that I... Uh, it sucked, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, it didn't, it didn't suck that. But that's the thing. Yeah. Uh, that's the first step to being good at something, mm. you know? And um, if you're going to keep putting obstacles in front of you, you as a creative person, you're not going to be able to move forward because you're just going to keep going back and erasing what you did, and then you're going to be wasting a lot of time. Can I ask a question? Like when you decided to post it on Instagram, um, what was your thought process about it? I I knew that it was bad, okay. But I wanted to post it anyway because I wanted people to see that it's okay to uh, to start somewhere. Because because now if I do another drawing and it's better, people are gonna see this process. Like, hey, this guy didn't just come out of nothing. He started somewhere. He worked hard on it, and now he's. It was improving. I wanted people to see the improvements later on. Same with my photos. They started out with very low quality. And then I, as I went on, it, it got even better and better. So, that's so are it. you planning to change the name of your Instagram to the reading runner painter guy? <laughs> no, you know what? I, I was thinking of the writing painter and then the reading runner that's that sounds kind of good the reading runner painter the reason i say that is i think it's amazing that you're doing a few different things and that you're totally relaxed in the fact that you run and you read and you do the writing and you do the painting we haven't talked about the writing yet but um it's an amazing thing and it's amazing that you're sharing it with this community that you've built who not necessarily have followed you because they want to see your drawing or because they want to see your painting but they'll be able to follow you along the journey anyway so they get to know you and not necessarily what you do in a sense of just the reading or just the books so it's beyond bookstagram i believe or what i'm seeing you're you're right and uh, i think the mindset of every creative is the ability to express yourself 
And what you're seeing is just one big expression of myself. I never planned to uh, paint or be good at painting or be good at writing or be good at running or be good at anything. It's just creating something uh, out of nothing. You know, I just kind of feel like I accidentally found myself in the creative uh, uh, world. <laughs> and like, I, I never just sat down and told myself, you're an artist, you're an artist, you know, you're a painter. I never went out and told everyone, hey, look at me, look at my drawings. It's just something that just sort of, I accidentally discovered myself. And that's, uh, that's something very important in everyone's journey is to just discover what you can do. Yeah, figure out who you are. So tell us about your writing. Um, I, I write a lot. But I don't really share a lot of what I write. But the very few that I have shared are around the the world of science fiction. And they're very short flash fiction, short stories on my blog. And when I write, I like to put myself in the character. I like to give my character something and let them run with it. Hmm. And I always love putting in an element of surprise while you're reading you think you're reading something and then I turn the tables on you and that's that's why it's been so difficult to write because I don't always find that element that's what I really love doing and if you read a lot of my uh, blog you'll notice at the very end there's always some kind of twist something that makes you reflect back and think is this guy psychotic? What is he doing? <laughs> and I think about, like, when I come up with what I write, they're usually just me thinking to myself, me going in myself and thinking very speculatively uh, an alternate world, alternate reality. And it's always me. It's always I am the character. But I give them different names. I give them different species, different... It's always um, around that uh, genre topic. And um, I just, that's actually beautiful. I can relate to you. I always have this tendency to write but not publish anything. And always this kind of fear, maybe, or I don't know, in your case, like, you know, like, for me, I always blame myself. Like, oh, my God, this is so bad. Oh, my God. Oh, just throw this trash away, you know? This is this is exactly how I talk to myself whenever I write uh, anything. Um, so, in your case, you've been publishing. Even that you're stopping yourself. Can you talk to us about, about the experience with that? Well, um, I think that many people have gone through the same uh, things that I've gone through and it's always this is not good enough this is bad this is terrible I should stop here it needs to be perfect I need to go back erase everything I wrote and rewrite it and when I plan something that should be for example a hundred pages and I've only written one page I read over it I go back and read and just discard that and write another page I'm still on one page and it will be me stuck in that one page for a very long time. But what I feel a lot of people need to do and um, I need to do, uh, to do myself is just kill the editor inside you. 
there's always a little editor living inside you blaming what you do. Hey, go back. You uh, misspelled something. Hey, go back. Th that sentence sucks. Go back, man. That's just horrible. So you just end up listening to them, that little editor, and you go back and you, you erase what you wrote and you just... The, the process is an endless, vicious cycle. So what I like to do is just kill the editor or just put him on vacation on a little cruise somewhere in Italy. You know, yeah. he can come back to them later. <laughs> <laughs> and just write, just write very raw, very raw, very raw stuff. And um, you can always go back and edit as much as you like or just, you know, leave it the way it is. And then you can go back and improve when you write something new. You could be like, I really improved on what I wrote before. And uh, that's what I feel is a very important um, takeaway. You, you, you reminded me of uh, Stephen King's book um, on writing. And he said that the first draft, you need to write it with a closed door. That means you don't talk about it, you don't show it to anyone, it's just the first draft. You just lock yourself and write, never edit, never even talk about it. See, like, this is what he emphasized about, that don't even talk about the idea. Because for him, for him, he believed that the story reveals itself. Okay, so you're going to have to write and write to discover what's going to happen next. But you have no clue what's going to happen next. And you're not supposed to write to tell anyone about the story because this is very sacred, you know, to, to, the, to the story itself. So you're going to have to finish your first draft, leave it for a couple months. This is what he, he said, like leave it for a really long time and then come back to it. And they did in the book again. He um, he talked about how emotionally attached we can get to the, the to to what we just wrote, but we can, when we come back to it like months later, and and really again we can actually edit and maybe show our little editor, you know, up and you know he comes back from the vacation, right? <laughs> so this is actually a beautiful idea. Do you feel like your little editor needs to be silenced only with your writing or is it with a lot of things that you do like painting or posting? Definitely with a lot of what I do, but he's very loud when I'm writing. He, this is where he's loud most. Mm -hmm. So when I'm creating, when I'm drawing, I just forget everything and I just draw and paint. So He's, all, he's just chilling inside. But when I'm writing, uh, I don't know how he tends to just crawl right in. And this is different for everyone. Some people might have him loudest in, uh, in other areas. And um, it's funny that you mentioned Stephen King's uh, book. Uh, I haven't read it, but I do draw inspirations from Ray Bradbury's Zen in the Art of Writing. Oh, oh yeah. Um, he taught me that um, you need to write every single day um, as if you're eating, as if you're uh, breathing. Maybe you're running. Yeah, whether you're running, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he was actually the one that said, you create a character, you give him something that he desires most, and then give him uh, 
the stick and let him run with it and just follow where he goes. Hmm. That's lovely. So the same kind of idea. You don't know what's going to happen next. You're following a character or following a story and seeing it being revealed to you. Can we can we think about something? I have no answer to this, but I just came just crossed my head now. Like if you want to start writing, I think it's a good idea to imitate at the beginning, you know, to imitate other books that you read. And maybe our little editor, you know, shows up and says, no, you're doing this like as if like you read that book, you know, that sci-fi, you know, Philip K. Dick book, you know. Um, this is exactly the same way. So you can just do it. What I just now talking about, you know, the stick and running after what you really want. Maybe you really want to write sci-fi and... The only way is actually imitating. I don't know. Do you do you agree? Disagree? Do you agree if I should imitate yeah. a writer uh, or a writer's in the beginning style? Of, in the beginning of the of, of your journey of writing, I feel like if you have an idea for writing and a writer inspires you, um, you know, subconsciously you are sort of um, writing with that writer in mind because they're your role model, maybe. So I think in a very deep subconscious, you're mm. already doing that. Mm-hmm. But then that little editor comes and tells you, but you've mirrored exactly what that author has been writing. And that's okay, because um, a lot of authors borrowed from previous authors. They've been inspired by authors who have been inspired by authors. Mm-hmm. So it's like this long chain of inspirations, but that's what it is. You're not exactly imitating or copying. Maybe you're just paying homage to your favorite writer. And as long as the, the idea is original and your style is original, it's okay to have bits of uh, inspirations here and there. And you don't have to stick with one author who has inspired you. You can mix a lot of that. It's a one big mixture, and um, the the creative process in the end is is entirely up to where you want it to go. I know in the spoken word and poetry community, um, we do have this tendency for, or we do see a lot of early or young poets mimic the most well-known spoken word poets out there. And it's okay and cool at first, because you know you're picking up on the flow you're picking up on the cadence you're picking up on the writing style of these people who are amazing poets but you do need to inject i think some of your own stuff in there you do Definitely. need to inject yeah you do need to inject your own authentic genuine self in there otherwise you are literally mirroring what that person is talking about or the way that person speaks on stage so i think it's a fine line to we it's can't really say line, copying, yeah. but it's a fine line when it comes to having an original piece and having something that literally is written in the exact same style as someone else. Can I play, can I play the devil's advocate here? <clears throat> I'm Go just going to look. My idea is I'm actually want, I really want people to imitate. Like, let's say, let's think about it this way. So I want to like paint, right? If I can imitate a picture of something really easy to be like uh, to be paint to be to be drawn, 
right? By time, I'm going to be able to develop the skill. So by imitating at the beginning of your creative journey, I think it's one of the, the convenient... It is, it is useful. It is useful to, to copy or to imitate there's, at there's, first. There's a difference between copying, imitating, and um, drawing inspiration from something. You can be inspired by what's around you. So you want to paint something, like example, this table right here. You're not copying this table 100%. This is your input on that table. Um, copying writing, for example, that's just plagiarism. You're not going to copy exactly what someone wrote. Uh, style, I mean, the style differs from one person to another. And uh, I think style is just very something that you can tailor to, to what you feel um, uh, works for you. And um, I think a lot of creative people will in time develop their own style, even if they start out with maybe um, drawing inspiration from another uh, writer. And um, that's how it works. You start, you got to start somewhere. I think, Salul, what you're saying is not against what me or no, 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 Aziz not, is saying, or Aziz or I I'm, not trying, to say, <laughs> um, I'm with, not trying to be against any idea, but I'm just trying, because I think maybe it's me, okay? I believe that when I try to copy something, I feel that I'm like, oh, you're not allowed to do that. Because, you know, you have to come out of something from nowhere. You get, you get what I'm saying? You get something out of nowhere. And I think this is what, the 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 mistake of the little editor if i may say in my experience is like he's asking for something to come out of nowhere and by actually copying definitely don't copy anyone's work but what i would suggest or uh, say is inspiration is around us every day if it didn't come today it'll come tomorrow or the next definitely if you have that a goal in your mind that drive something's got to drive you and um, like I said inspiration comes in all shapes and all forms uh, maybe if you wanted to really you wanted to uh, I'll take painting for example if you really want to paint and every day you're just sitting there you have no idea what to do something's going to inspire you someday maybe you'll take your creativeness into another direction and that's how you discover yourself well said, Aziz. Well said. I definitely agree with you. Um, but starting out, I do believe we're not necessarily saying copying, copying. Like we're not literally copying word for word. And I think that's what Salud is trying to say. We're not talking I'm about not copying. I'm telling you word. to hold the book. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's what I'm trying the, to say. I'm with you. And I'm the with you. Quiet down. And look at, no, look, I mean, like, talking about like imitating. The style imitating the way of what, like yeah. what the, the, even that's the vocabulary, okay. you know, that's okay. At first, I think, I think the, okay. at first, it's like a really good idea. Again, it's up to you guys if you believe in that or not. I just came <laughs> with the idea just now, you know, so I have no clue if it's true or not. And you should follow, follow through with clue. this. I definitely think that you need Maybe, to do that yeah. because if you do have your little editor in there saying you need to come up with something the most original, the most amazing 
from the start, every word is going to be judged. And I think that's what we're all trying to get back to. We should not be judging ourselves. We should not and, be uh, editing as we write. We and, should just let it flow. And also, I'd like to add that it's okay to accept criticism. And I think a lot of people are afraid to move forward. I think that's why the whole editor exists in the first place, is our fear of being criticized in a negative way. Mm. And I feel like uh, criticism is very important to push you forward. If you start drawing today, someone somewhere is going to tell you, hey, look, you missed a spot here. Hey, you need to fix that. What are you going to do? Are you going to stop and say, maybe this is not for me? No, you're going to go back and you're going to draw that again. Someone else is going to criticize and you're going to keep improving and improving. The same thing goes with writing. Someone's going to tell you, hey, you're copying this person's style. Then you're going to step back and say, wait, am I? And then you're going to read that again. Something clicks somewhere in your mind and you start changing a little bit. How does this sound? And then, you know, you build on top of that layer, layer, layer until you reach the outer space of the universe. And <laughs> wait, wait, I need to go back down. <laughs> All the way out into sci-fi. Amazing. Thank you so much, Aziz. We really appreciated having you on. Uh, I'll definitely be thinking about my little editor from now on and maybe shutting her up. Definitely. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for so me, much for I'm, having me. I'm going like, to keep copying others. You know, for the, <laughs> you keep doing <laughs> that, man. Yeah. Doing I'm going to start doing it from today and maybe next you gotta year. got to find yourself. <laughs> I'm going to find myself somewhere, you know. <laughs> thank you so much, Aziz. That was a lot of fun. Thank I you. wish you it all the fun. best with your... Uh, upcoming part or running now now running podcast you guys can check it out on the running reader on instagram reading runner oh my god reading runner <laughs> and it's a podcast about books and it's a podcast about books which is amazing <laughs> um you guys need to check it out and wish you all the best aziz thank you thank so you much. thank you so much thank you for having me